0: This is The Resilient Life, where we believe that every human will struggle in this life. Our challenge is to struggle well. I'm Ryan Mannion. I lost my brother to war, my mom to cancer, and I'm the daughter of a retired Marine. I'm also a wife, mom, author, and president of one of the nation's leading veteran service organizations. Join me and some incredible guests as we explore the value of struggling well through life's inevitable challenges. All right. Well, we're back another episode in person with Brian Storts, the CEO and founder of Flags of Valor and um and one of my good friends. It's great to have you here. Yeah, thank you. And I always love having people in the studio, you know, it's um it's good because the Zoom is great. Um but you know there's you something, lose the you lose it yeah yeah, yeah yeah so i was actually i was thinking about when we first met and that was i'm trying to think what year that was was that 2018
1: i think 2018 or 2017
0: okay on, on the so, so we meet because uh, you know tmf is uh great partners with under armor your great friends, uh, and do a lot of stuff with Under Armour as well, and yeah. um, and Flynn Birch, who uh, over at Under Armour, calls and says, "Hey, do you want to do you want to go on a 9/11? Pro- Was it the Promise Run? The Promise Run? Yeah, and we were running from the Pentagon to New York, and like, well, how does that work, you know? And it's like, oh, it's legs, it's it's legs. So a bunch of us hopped on an RV,
1: yeah,
0: and We just started running and it was kind of a motley
1: crew of people. 240 miles in three days.
0: And in full disclosure, I did not make it to New York, not because I didn't want to, but I had to get to another event. So I made it to Jersey Jersey, with you guys, to the firehouse in in Trenton. (laughs) And then I, we got to the firehouse, I ate some pizza and then I left and I didn't make it, which I was bummed because like. The New York part was like, yeah, I mean, obviously, the, it's the, the mecca of like what we were doing, but yeah. it was really kind of cool to start on the pen. What was that? It was three days, right?
1: Three days. Um, and we stay at firehouses each night. Yeah. So the first one, we stay in like Maryland and Trenton ground, at ground zero on the third day on 9 11, which is obviously really cool because New York's New York. Yeah. And this isn't a, like a run, a race. There's no awards. There's no, you know, you're running for a reason.
0: And we had a lot of different, uh, a lot of different abilities in our running group.
1: Oh, for sure. We yeah. had, you know, guys that are like triathletes and, you know, people, people just, that just want to run five miles. And maybe that's a stretch for them at a time. So. Yeah. People that just didn't want to run, frankly. in that too. Yeah. yeah. Which which is good and bad, right? Like yeah. just, if somebody's got to pick up the slack. Well, and,
0: and we had Albie Masland with us. So Albie worked at TMF with me um and he now runs a company called Valorcraft. and yeah. albie was the one who was like come on ryan we're doing it we're gonna yeah. do it together and i was like albie if i do this like you have to run the legs with me like you have to and he's like all right yeah 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 i'll run and he's he's a ridiculous i mean he's he's yeah. far scum he literally yeah. ran across the right. country for tmf exactly so i was like all right you have to run your legs and then you have to run my legs with me and because you're running on the side of the road, you yeah, know, you're like, like
1: you're just like police escort. Right. I'm just running.
0: Yeah. And sometimes you're just getting dropped and they're like, we'll meet you here in three miles or four miles. Yeah, whatever. Run to the
1: Chick-fil-A and we'll see you there. Yeah. Whatever. Right.
0: And so Albie was a really good partner to me in the beginning. He was, you know, doing every leg with me. He'd be like, all right, we're going to get out. We're going to run five miles now. Okay. And then I think it got old for him real quick because it catches up with you, you know, because he was... He was definitely one of the guys that was putting in a lot of miles because we had some people that could put in the, the miles. Mm-hmm. The one kid from the, um, I think it was the Boys and Girls Club. He'd be like, the redhead? I can't remember his name. Scott. Scott. And he's like, I'm going to go run 20 miles. Like, I mean, he was crazy. And we didn't think that was
1: he was going to do it. He actually did. And yeah, you mm-hmm.
0: just like go out. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it was the morning we were going up to Trenton and we were coming through like, Wilmington, Delaware, the Philadelphia area, and it was, like, super early in the morning, and I went out, and I did, I I either did the first, I think, the second leg, and Albie's like, you're on your own. You got this. You're fine. Oh, by the way, we're running with the with flag. flag yeah. yeah, we're carrying a big right. flag, you know, which was not easy for me. Like, it was, you know, remind me of my days like pushing the jogging stroller, but I'm running with the big flag. Yeah, it's not the way. It's like it's just awkward. It's like, awkward, it's like yeah. And how do hey. you carry it the right way? Exactly. Right. And I got out, and I went to went to college at Widener University in Chester, PA, right outside of Philadelphia. At one point, it was like the murder capital of the mm. the entire country. Nice. It's not a great spot. Right. We did not do a good job of like managing where we were actually running as a team it was just like okay run here and the rv left me and it was like all right again it was like we're gonna meet at the popeyes up here right. remember we were fighting yeah. over the chick-fil-a right. and the popeyes um and i'm running and i'm like oh my god i'm running through downtown chester and i was so pissed and i'm like i'll be left me i'm running through downtown chester i got this big flag i'm just this huge target um but I digress. It was, it was an awesome it's, experience. I mean, it was,
1: it's really cool. Right. We did that with Under Armour and, and then they brought in, you know, Travis from Shepherd's men. Yeah,
0: which yeah. One
1: of the partners of them and they, yeah, it was, it was fantastic.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, it was like we do our nine 11 heroes runs through the the Travis Mannion foundation and like all of it is like, get out there and remember, and you can't help like you're running on the side of a highway you know, cars are like rushing by you. You're holding this big flag. Like it, you're forced to be reflective about why you're running, you know? And so I thought it was definitely like a powerful experience. Yeah. And we're
1: running with the flag of honor, which yeah. has every name yeah. of everyone that passed away on nine eleven. So it's, yeah. you're, you know, it's what you guys do all the time now, but like you're running for a greater cause. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, we met then and then we, you invited, um, my wife and I to Annapolis for the 9/11 prom or 9/11 run. That's, you guys, yeah.
0: well, and I think you know. Again, I think the reason we like connected and became close real quick is because we we're freaking living in an RV for oh, you know, oh, like you know, we got we got to know it, each it, it, other it, it, real well. Yeah, you bond
1: quickly. Yes. in a...
0: I had my first. Uh, chicken biscuit from Chick fil A yep. because of you. Yeah, I had never right. had the Chick fil A breakfast. I remember.
1: I and, can't believe you remember that. Yes, I do because I felt so sick the rest oh, of the yeah, day. Because yeah. I was eating I like, usually get it with cheese. I think I probably pushed that on, on you. I eat like chicken biscuits at 6 a.m. Yeah, it's terrible. And
0: then that's when the Popeye sandwich was really popular. And it was like there was this big debate over Chick fil A and Popeyes and which sandwich is better. And we couldn't find the Popeyes; like they were sold out. Remember? Oh yeah,
1: it was a it was a mass chaos. Yeah. across the nation at we would, Popeyes. Yeah, get yeah.
0: Popeyes, they'd be
1: like, they're sold out. They don't yeah, have 100%. them.
0: Yeah, so long story mm-hmm. short, Brian and I got connected that way, and um, and you know, really kind of cool story. So we'll we'll talk a little bit about your start with Flags of Valor, but Flags of Valor, American made woodworking. Um, amazing. I mean, I look around my, my coasters, flags of valor, you know, I got the Uh the flags of valor coaster. I have other, uh, where else do I have?
1: You've got the, Oh yeah. I've got the the little flag
0: up there. Uh, I got a flag right when you walk in my house. Um, all of those have, you know, been generously gifted by you. But what was so cool was when you came to our house in Annapolis, we invited you down for the game and it was my dad and my husband and I there. And you and Brandy walked into the house and you turn and you're like, Hey, Colonel Mannion, where'd you get that? And my dad's like, I-, I bought it.
1: I really, you know, I, yeah, it was, excuse me. It was such a, it was such a cool moment because I had never met Colonel Mannion, and he was like, Oh, I have this flag. We look over and I'm like, that looks like our flag. And then he's like, yeah, it even came with this little note uh, card on it, why it was named the Phantom Fury. And I kept that because it was really special. Yeah, you had a
0: tape to the back
1: of the flag. I turn it over. I'm pretty sure I even, I was even the one that maybe made that one. You know, all of our guys um, sign the back of whoever touches the flag last signs the back of it. Yeah. And so what a small world that like here we are sitting in Annapolis across from the Naval Academy to do something really cool with a nonprofit and your dad has one of our products. And it's like such a cool moment to like connect on that. Yeah. yeah. It's like the exact reason why we exist and why we're doing the things we're doing. And that meant a lot to him to keep that, that small thing that we thought was important for some of our products goes a long way.
0: Yeah. That was awesome. Um, So before we kind of get into flags of valor, um, let's talk about what brought you there. You know, your, um, you're one of these like interesting guys. And I know a few that you're, you know, you're part of two different service branches. Mm-hmm. You start off in the 82nd airborne in the army. Yeah. Um, and then you, you train, well, you go back to school, you go back right? To school, yeah. You go back to school uh-huh. and then you end up, uh, in the air force. And, um, I think that's kind of where most of your, I don't want to say experience, but yeah. most of the stuff that you went through happened uh, oh, at your time, yeah. and so and and you know, there's a little bit of a misnomer about the Air Force. We like to laugh. We, right. you know, we like to say it's in your
1: pocket.
0: Yeah, we the same
1: basis. Yeah, it's you know, cash. it's a
0: little more cash. You know, um, mm-hmm. so it was. Uh, it was actually when I met you and Adam, yep. who ran the the promise run with us, and you know, it was like, oh, these guys are you know Air Force. I was like, oh, okay.
1: You know, <laughs> right, right. And
0: but I learned a lot. Like you guys were like Air Force Special Forces,
1: right? Yeah. I mean, we're in Air Force Special Operations. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, you know, tell us a little bit about your time in the Air Force and what you were doing.
1: Yeah. So as you mentioned, you know, I was in the army uh 82nd pre-9-11 infantry paratrooper guy jumped out of play. I wanted to be GI Joe. I wanted to like follow my brother's footsteps. He was an army, you know, infantry guy wanted to go to ranger school. And this was like 98 to 01. I get out in 01, go to college on like the GI bill, the college, you know, the Montgomery GI bill and the college fund. And, and then nine 11 happens. And, you know, I, I come from a small but big military family. So like my grandfather served for like 30 years in the Navy was master chief was on like the BB56 USS Washington, uh, battleship, you know, multiple conflicts and then my dad was um um uh, 25 years in the Air Force. So he started out as a combat controller in Vietnam and you know, did the two tours in Vietnam and then um my brother obviously was in uh, the army and then Gulf War 1 and my sister was in the Navy and she was also uh on a ship in Gulf War 1. So um a lot of service there but i they all went to combat i never had a conflict you know that's the one thing you do in the army you train to like be an infantry guy and like shoot guns and jump out of planes and like hut 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 and follow orders right and
0: then you get out right before and then you I, get out
1: and nine eleven happens yeah and i feel this complete like guilt over me i want to go back in my buddies are calling me they're finally like deploying and i i i just i knew that for me like i wanted to finish college and also i had this other like I always grew up around airplanes. I was in, My dad was in the Air Force. I was at air shows. So I really wanted a chance to fly them. So I literally walked across campus. I went into Army ROTC, asked how I could fly helicopters. I went into Air Force ROTC, asked how I could join the Air Force, and chose the Air Force, got into special ops, and was stationed down at Hurlburt the whole time, so down in Florida.
0: What were you flying?
1: So I flew a plane called a U-28. It's a intelligence surveillance. Basically... We have high definition cameras and we can fly, you know, five miles up where you can't see and hear us low signature and, and really just inner theater support for, for ground force, special operations forces. So pretty cool. Small airplane, like very, you know, very small four person airplane, but you know, a lot of, a lot of cool capabilities.
0: I love what you were, you know, you were saying that your, your 10 year old daughter's a little afraid fly- to fly and she, and she said to you like. Dad, um, something happens to the pilots. Would you know how to fly this plane? You're like, yeah, I can figure it out. Like,
1: actually, I'm like, God, that's kind of comforting. I'd like to be, you know, it's a little more technical than my part. Understood. At the end of the day, like you pull this back and trees get smaller and you keep pulling, they get bigger. So like, yeah, you know, get on the radio, you figure out like, but yeah, it's it's like comforting to her that I kind of, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, that's no problem. Don't
0: worry, babe. I got this.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: Um, So, you know, you're you obviously you join post 9-11. So you deploy um, multiple times. Um, And you and I have talked a lot about kind of, well, ultimately, you're you're injured um, Mm -hmm. while while active duty. I mean, so tell us a little bit about.
1: Yeah, I just was going through basic deployments. And again, I'm a pilot flying five miles up over the wire, right? Like I'm not kicking doors in and and I am supporting those guys, right? Um, And so I get injured on my eighth deployment. And it was just like a weird freak accident in between like supporting some guys that were some troops in contact. And we went back to refuel and regas and um, threw something in the plane that was pretty heavy that the guy in the back needed to do. And he was kind of wasting his time. But we knew that Forces were like we needed to get back there because there's no other air sport at the time. Um, And so just kind of like threw this piece of equipment in the plane, thought I just like didn't think of anything of it. Just thought I like tweaked my back and come to find out like I just I had a C6, C7 injury. So it again, minors in comparison to like most people's injuries. But for me at the time, like it was it was a lot to deal with. And then coming home, having spinal surgery. And now I'm like I'm at this like fork in my road, in my career, where I'm like, okay, for the first time I'm like super physically like depressed. And then I'm also like dealing with all of these emotions. And it's like the first time I started dealing with like really having like some mental depression. And then like trying to navigate that, like not wearing my uniform every day, going to physical rehab, missing like being with the guys in the unit, deploying with them, I lose my sister all within the same amount of time. And now I'm just like, shit, I have to deal with these emotions. How do I do this? And we've been trained to like put them in a box on the shelf to the left, right? So like, don't have emotion, mission focused. And so this is like the real first time where like, you go from a high ops tempo to like, now I'm home, I'm not deploying, six months, nine months go by, where I'm used to just deploying every you know four to six months. And now I'm like, I have to deal with this.
0: And you're not even able to like use uh, like physical exercise as a way to like combat what you're dealing with mentally. Because right. Now you're, first, you're injured. I'm, yeah. You yeah. got to
1: deal with like, you know, wearing a neck brace. And like my recovery was, you know, first couple months of like, don't do anything. And so you're just kind of left with yourself. Yeah. And then you're like, you got to listen to your emotions and your feelings. And you're like, how do I deal with this?
0: Yeah. Well, and, you know, I don't know how much you want to get into and, and, but, you know, again, you said you, like you lost your sister yeah. and your sister dealt with some stuff as uh, a result of her service. Um, and ultimately, and um, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, she, no, I, I'd love to speak about Tammy. I mean, for me, it's a lot, I don't ever really get to speak about it. Yeah. And like, for me, it's a little bit of closure. Obviously we can relate, right? You lost Travis your career changed. Um, Same with me, right? Like I was going through this injury and then losing my sister. So yeah, she was, I don't want to say typical pattern of, you know, she was depressed. I mean, she had a rough childhood. We all did, but she um, had a rougher childhood and was a combination of being depressed, being overweight. Now she's diabetic. So it's just like all of these things. She didn't have a great resource outlet. She's out of the Navy. She lives like in Oklahoma or Nebraska at the time. So she's living in like, I wouldn't say the best area for her. Again, she's being geographically separated from like family, friends, support system. She didn't have any of that. So there was no outlet. You know, I was, when I was driving up here, I got an email from TMF and it was like, I think it's a good segue. Sorry. It was like, Hey, if you are feeling depressed. If you are feeling like you need help or you're alone, like click this little button. And I went, I clicked the button because like one, I wanted to see what it did. And then it was like, somebody from TMF will contact you in three to five days. And I was like, man, if Sam, if something like that was around, like for my sister and I, you know, it's a, it's tough for me to deal with, but like, I think that probably could have changed things, you know? And so, um, And I was even like, I even felt like grateful that, I mean, that's a small, I wouldn't say it's a small thing you guys do. That's very impactful. I know you guys see that all the time, but like, for me, I think that would have been a great lifeline for her to have. Yeah. And so as she's dealing with all these emotions and feelings and she's on, God knows how many different types of medication, right? They throw you on for antidepressants and for being diabetic. And, you know, she's just living this tough life. Yeah. And- she doesn't have the greatest marriage, you know, she's got a young daughter. And so she's trying to navigate that. And there were plenty of times where she would, you know, take her medications and then be so loopy or whatever, she would forget and take them again. And so that had happened a couple of times where she had to like go to the emergency room for basically overdosing. And so it happened again. And unfortunately, like, you know, my niece Mia found her, called 911. By that time it was too late. Yeah. And You know, there was the debate of did she take her life? Did she not? Was it over? You know, and I just know my sister and how loving she was, and I, I know that that wouldn't have been something she did because if she did, she definitely would have, she definitely would have wrote a letter or something. So there was a trend there, and so yeah, unfortunately, that's when we lost her.
0: You know, it's like you think about this, and and it's something that we're like hyper focused on right now, just as an organization, and we're leaning into it really heavily, but like in, in 2023, the surgeon general put out like a, a warning that, um, isolation was like a a national epidemic, Mm -hmm. like literally loneliness and isolation Mm -hmm. was as detrimental to your health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. And you think about a situation with Tammy where like she went from that supportive community in the Navy. Right. And it probably, maybe the first time she had that, because like you said, you, you kind of dealt with some stuff growing up and like, and then she's part of this greater group. Right. And then that's just stripped away. Like you leave. And I don't think that, I don't think that service members think enough about what that's going to be like Um, They're kind of like looking at the other side, but they're not thinking about like, oh, all that's gone. All that camaraderie, all of that connection is gone. And then, yeah, and then you're just like in small town America trying to figure out and, you know, it's, it's the snowball effect,
1: right? And- oh, I can't, yeah, it's tough. And 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 it's, it's exactly what you mean. Like, it's the benefits that people don't see, the free benefits that are just there, right? right. The camaraderie, the ability to, like, everyone has this commonality, something's in, co- you know, service or just like in the suck together. Right. You kind of get it. Yes. And it's not something that's, you know, reimbursed on a paycheck. Right. So I totally, yeah, I I deal with that with people that, you know, leave our company. Yeah. The same thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, and so, you know, in the midst of you dealing with getting out, yeah. being injured, losing your sister, like, and and I remember when, even when I first met you, you kind of like touched on it, but you wouldn't really, you'd be like, oh yeah, my sister, you know, yeah, I lost my sister. I was, yeah. she was in the Navy. And I would like, I, I, you said it for the first time when we were in Annapolis and I like, didn't want to pry, but I'm like, it did like she die in the Navy? Like, and, and I didn't want to ask too many questions. And I knew there was like more to that story. Right. And, you know, we've talked about like, it's not a result of her service that, that she lost her life, but it plays a part in, in the overall story of, of why she's not here anymore.
1: Yeah. You know?
0: And, um, and so, you know, you think about everything that you were going through at that time. And, Mm -hmm. and even again, when we were running, you were dealing with a lot of back issues. It's like, I remember you saying like, oh, my back, like it was right. bothering you. Yeah, yeah. And I think it still bothers you. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, you manage it. Yeah. You know? Um, But you decided you needed an outlet and like, uh-huh. um, and it, and it happened like literally in your garage. Yeah. So tell us about
1: that. Yeah. I, um as I mentioned, I wasn't wearing my uniform every day. You know, I was going to like wearing gym clothes, going to, you know, rehab, physical rehab. And I just like was, look, you know, I'm used to have my flag on my shoulder, something I've noticed for 12 every day, like you put flight suit on, put your whatever on. You had a flag there. Right. Yeah. And just obviously grew up very patriotic and always loved flags from when I was a child and had no reason. I just like anything that had a flag on, I wanted to wear, right. I wanted to wear a t-shirt or rock a hat that had a flag on That was just me. Um, and so I wanted something for my house. Like I wanted a cool wooden American flag in 2012. No one made one. Except for Pottery Barn, it wasn't made in America. And I'm like, I'm not buying this.
0: <laughs> You're made in China, American exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I just like, my brother brought me some pallets from like his job and I like cut them up and just started like self-taught woodworking. I would go to like Home Depot and like Michael's and like these Hobby Lobbies and like talk to ladies about like, Antiquing and glazing and like just layering paint and like, cause I wanted like a cool look to it. Yeah. And just started making them in my garage. And I, what I found was it was very therapeutic. Like, yeah. I had neck brace on, Florida heat, like 6 a.m. I was up, open in the garage, like working in the garage every day. And, and then, your
0: neighbors are walking by and oh, they just see this dude in a neck brace, like cutting up wood. My neighbors, <laughs>
1: my wife, you know, like we had my daughter, my oldest, you know, was Cora's young at the time. and what are you doing, Dad? Yeah. You know? And so I just looked forward to doing it every day. And so as I started getting a little better and making things, um, somebody in our community had passed. And so I wanted to give something to the widow. And I'm like, I'll just give her one of these flags I just made. This would be really cool, like for what it stands for and everything. Yeah. So I remember she drove to the end of my driveways like June 11th. She parked her minivan, blue mini. I remember all the details. I walked down to her. And I remember giving her the flag and she was emotional. I was emotional. I didn't even know why I would be emotional because that wasn't something that like I'd ever dealt with yeah. right, right in my own way. And it's the feeling I tell people, it's the feeling that you can't buy. It's like true philanthropy. You know what that feels like. I didn't know what that felt like. And so having a couple of business degrees and just, you know, originally I wanted to get into business and then I put that on hold after I graduated so I could go into the military again. Um, I just thought there would be a really cool opportunity here. Like as I was transitioning out and I didn't want to go the normal route that most pilots like, I didn't want to go to the airlines. That's not me. I was more about supporting the mission set in the military, not like the flying aspect of it, right? Like flying's cool and all, but like to me, an airline pilot just for me would be kind of boring. And so I didn't want to do that. And also I wanted to figure out a way if there was a cool business that you could start that hired veterans. So like maybe they found therapy and woodworking Maybe they miss the, the team room, the the, the camaraderie, yeah. right? Um, what if, you know, we could make things in America? Imagine that. And, and it's it's tough, like manufacturing in America is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and utilizing, you know, veteran workforce, military spouses, making things in America. And then that true philanthropy, which I didn't want to forget, was giving back. Yeah. And so those are kind of like the three pillars and wrote them all down on a piece of paper, as very simple as they are. And have stuck to that since day one.
0: And you kick off officially Flags of Valor in twenty. It's like twenty
1: fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Yeah. So I like officially separate retired early medically after fifteen years, um, and started Flags of Valor in yeah December two thousand fifteen.
0: And then here we are today. And you just yeah. brought me a really <laughs> kick ass huge flag yeah. to hang in my living room wall. Yeah to replace the small one that I had I know, there. So yeah. I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. But yeah, I mean, you know, and I think about that, like, and listen, like, it's not like you threw it all down in 2015 and it was like, go, you know, like you're, you're running a hard business and, yeah. and you're committed to being an American made business, yeah. which I think probably lends to some of the biggest challenges that you deal with. Yeah. Exactly. Um And God, I think about that so much because I've had other people on here. I had um, Kip Folks, who, yeah. you know, is with Origin yeah. and, you know, he talked so much about that and even talked more about like, you know, the made in America, like kind of deceitfulness that can be put on tag. So it's 100%. like, you know, it's like yeah. the government has like certain standards, but like still they're, it's not even fully made in America. It's like the whole organic yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Oh, exactly. Like organic food. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Kip, Kip was an amazing story and origin a great company. Yeah. And they have to deal with manufacturing supply chain issues, you know, and they've obviously, they've obviously nailed it with a lot of help and scale, but, yeah,
0: but you're, you're literally like start to finish, yep. you know, down in Virginia, yep. um, a group of guys that most of them are veterans yep. that are building these, these flags and it's not just flags, you yep. know, and I think that's, you know, and, and I think, you know, you got to think about like, you buy the flag. Like how many times are people going to buy a wooden flag? Right. So you have to start thinking about what your business looks like beyond that and what additional products that you can offer like coasters.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So we started in 2015, we had some minor wins through like some, you know, national media exposure and, and then some visits to the White House. And so for the first couple of years, we didn't actually have to like learn marketing we were basically in essence sold out in June for the whole year. Because again, at the time, four employees sell a thousand to six thousand things. Oh boy! Well, we're... and
0: that's another thing to to when you think about like the whole like American made manufactured here. I think we have become a and and I'm so guilty of it. But we need immediate gratification, satisfaction. Like, I I go on, I want to order something. Yeah. I'm like. Oh, I can get this and it's $8.99 and I can have it tomorrow at my house. Oh, this one's $16.99 and it's going to take two weeks. You know, I'm not automatically thinking like, where's this made worse? I'm going $8.99 tomorrow at 10 a.m. I'm going to have it. And like, that's a big factor that you have to somehow like push past like our kind of consumption of greed that we've become processed to as Americans, you know? Yeah.
1: Or that you compete with the guys that make stuff out of their garage with no overhead and they don't even account for their time and compensation. And then you're, you know, you hear it all the time. Well, I yeah. can make, make it, yeah. like, go <laughs> ahead. By the time you buy everything and make something that you're probably not gonna like the way it looks, but yeah, it's hundred um, percent. I agree with all of that. Like it is tough. Like manufacturing in America is tough Yeah, and, and things aren't cheap. Labor's not cheap, but. It's part of our, our part of our mission. I mean, we are more than just a product company. We're more of a mission focused company. And that's why it's important for us to hire the people we hire and not only just veterans, like we have two amazing military spouses that are like the anchor of our business. Yeah. Like they are amazing. Obviously, they get it. They're both Marine Corps spouses, but they are just awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so talk to us a little bit about like where you are today.
1: Yeah. So again, we first started out, you know, obviously just making flags, people doing it all the time. We needed to like grow as a business. We had a first couple of years we were just making mostly just wall art, patriotic wall art, like the flags and like state stuff, things like that. Yeah. And so we started expanding out into more of like home goods. We do a lot of B2B work. So like we make awards and gifts, recognition gifts for companies, for their employees, for their customers, which is why we got linked up with Under Armour too. Because again, like you can only buy so many things for certain people. So like we were like, oh, well, business to business is the obvious choice, especially as these companies are buying it and companies that want to, you know, maybe not buy something for three ninety nine, dollars the typical acrylic plaque figurine from China that, you know, you buy from a trophy shop or something that's, there's no story. There's no mission. It's just like, hey, we have a small budget and we're going to buy all these things every year for the same people. But then the employees don't really even like it either. So it was an opportunity for us to like, hey, we can make you something meaningful, either within your budget or let us just give us a chance to either meet it or, you know, a chance to make you something because it means a lot to us. And and we're not just out there to make a buck. Like, that's the whole reason we met. That's the whole reason we give back. That's the whole reason we do some of the initiatives that we do, because it's important.
0: Yeah. And you've had some pretty cool moments. I mean, you've uh, stood on stage and given one of those flags to The Rock. Yep. And, um,
1: you know, yeah, it, the rock, I mean, I've, I'm yeah, pretty lucky. I got to meet the last three presidents and, you know, that that's a whole, you know, whirlwind of, a, that was a cool experience. Like yeah. for the, to be in the Oval Office of my family and like my daughters to be able to, you know, have those photos one day, like, it's a really cool thing to do. Yeah, for sure.
0: When did you realize though in, again, you say, and, and I see it and I know it, um, that, Flags of Valor, like they're, they're so mission focused. Like, did you recognize right away? Um, yeah, this is it. This is what's going to bring me because I talk about it a lot. Like I, I was a small business owner. Like I had two successful clothing boutiques. I wanted to do that from the time I was 18 years old, had taken out small business loans before I even graduated from college. Like I knew what I was doing. And then like after Travis was killed. Um, everything changed. Yeah. And literally I just told the story the other day, I had worked for like two years to get a specific line in, in a brand. And, you know, if you kind of know that, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of hoops you have to go through. You kind of right. have to prove yourself to carry certain brands. And two years, it was like weeks after Travis died, I got approved for a designer gene brand that I'd been like, and I said, like, the first call I would have made would have been to Travis, like, oh my God, I got this brand, you right. know? And um I opened that box and I was pulling out and I had like pulled out a pair of jeans and I just felt empty. Where something that like six months prior, it would have been like the biggest thing in my world that I had just acquired this brand. And I just felt nothing and I'm like, oh my God, like, what am I doing? Huh. You know? And so my, my life changed and I had to find new purpose. And so, you know, I found that with joining my mom at TMF, but, you know, I have to imagine that you had like, you had to have that moment where it went from like, you're in your garage and your neck brace, like cutting up pallets to like, oh my God, I'm standing here. These are like the people that work for me. Like this is the business I built, but like, it's so much more than that.
1: Yeah, it's definitely surreal. I, I still like have to sit back when, you know, when we first started, I'm in my garage or the first shop we had where we like, we could pull a truck in. We're like, oh my God, we could pull a vehicle into our workshop, you know? <laughs> and now like we have a, we have a decent sized workshop for our small business. You know, it's 15,000 square feet and forklifts and you know, you get it. It's like a legit workshop. And, and I think the moment for me was um, my first ops manager that we hired, he lived in West Virginia. He got dropped off every day by his sister. 20 miles from our shop and he rode his bike mountain bike to work from there. She wouldn't, for some reason, take him the additional 15, 20 miles at well, what?
0: She got him halfway. She
1: got him halfway. And he was like 12 minutes early the first day, He was never late. His mom reached out and said, thank you so much. My son used to sit in the basement on the couch, depressed. He was an infantry guy like a lot of people, no matter what your MOS, like just felt isolated, felt like there was no purpose. And like, to be able to hear that from a mom or like my, one of our first employees yeah, was like, holy cow, this is so gratifying and impactful and meaningful. And, and so being able to do that, not just for him, but but, but for other employees as we've gone, and again, a lot of these, a lot of the guys get out of the military and we're just a great transition for them, right? All good. Like they want something, they want to be around the people and the camaraderie, but then maybe they want to go do something else. Or again, everybody can't have a career at a company. So some guys might want to go back to college. We help them do that, right? Yeah. They want to go work in corporate America. I'll introduce you to anyone in my network, hundred percent. Like I'd appreciate what you did as a you know, as service and like for our company, I'll extend anything, you know, Um, and so that's really meaningful. And then obviously raising money because it's important to us, like it's important for us to always give back. So to work with great BSOs, nonprofits, Travis Manion Foundation, it means a lot because I know what you guys do with that money, you know? And so for me to see the impact, to meet other people in your organization, to see what you're doing, to get an email when I'm like, you know, I deal with depression, and so I get an email as I'm like thinking through, all right, I'm gonna go talk to Ryan. She <laughs> lost her brother. I lost my sister. Oh, shit, am I gonna have to deal with this? A hundred percent like I'm like, I'm gonna have to deal with this, yeah, like and that's okay. And so as I'm like thinking through all this stuff driving up here, and I get this email, and I'm like, man, this is so cool. Like it's so cool what you guys have done, what your mom started like What you've taken, you know, control of uh, after her passing, and like, it means a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, and I think for us, like we always say, and and you're very great example of like we at our organization, we don't like our partnerships to be transactional,
1: right? Strictly transactional.
0: I mean, we like the transaction, don't get me wrong, sure, sure, but strictly (laughs) transactional. You know, and so I. I don't want to pat ourselves on the back too much, but I think we do a really good job of forming really solid partnerships with the different businesses that, that are out there supporting us. And like, and we get, you know, like I get that you're trying to make a living for yourself and the people that work for you, but that it still matters to you to make sure. And, and it's not, it's not peanuts. Like you've raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for our organization and that. Means something, you know, and um, I, I think that when you look at kind of the the scope of and and it's not this like I'm going to give you this check and I need you to promote me here, 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 right. here, and here. And listen, we've had those partnerships before. Sure, we've had those like you know you've got a big marketing team that comes in and says this is what we need in order for us to give you this money, you know, and sure. and I know for you that it's so much more than that. Yep, and you know, you get what we're doing. um, And at the end of the day, like we want to promote a product and a business that we believe in as well. Yeah. And
1: I mean, obviously that means a lot. So thank you for saying that because I mean, it's true. You guys have done a really great job at that and fostering relationship, but it's a very, you know, it's a testament to, to what you guys have been doing from day one. And so same with us. Like we used to support everyone and we still like we still donate tons of product every month to different initiatives. And, you know, somebody's having a, a raffle here or a silent auction here or a golf tournament here uh, all day long. Right. But we've kind of narrowed down who we like to support just because we know that we have a great relationship with you. I mean, look, of course i come to the podcast with you. Of course I want to talk with you, uh, spent the night, you know, last night hanging out with Krista from your team and like, um, have you guys at our, our annual golf tournament as like the beneficiary, but like, we're going to Puerto Rico to help build homes with you guys. Like, I'm really looking forward to that. There's no marketing ploy. There's nothing else other than like, I want to go give back in another way with, with our great partner. Like, and that, that speaks a lot. That speaks volumes.
0: Yeah. And I'm so excited for that. Yeah, We We were just talking about it before we went on, you know, I, uh, if you follow me, you know that every year I go, we we do service expeditions at the foundation. We do a ton of them um, with families of fallen service members, veterans, and um, I've been going to Puerto Rico. This will be my fifth time going because it was, we were doing all these expeditions and we were taking all of these families of fallen service members all across the world. And I'm out there speaking and selling what we're doing and the impactfulness of how you can really heal through service to others and um and it was actually amy looney our vice president she turned to me and she's like you know might be beneficial if you actually go on one of these expeditions and i think i had for so long like a little bit of what you said like you're driving up here like i don't know if i want to talk about this stuff right (laughs) Right. like i was like i don't know if i want to do that like i'd rather watch other people experience it Mm -hmm. and I ended up going to Guatemala. So my first expedition with TMF, I'm like, all right, you know, if I'm going to go, I'm going to go big. So I go to Guatemala. We're literally like in this remote jungle. I mean, it was, it was wild where we were in Guatemala. We built, we walk up to a family, they have a blue tarp and that was their house. And, you know, we built them a house, um, in a week and, you know, it's probably the size of this room. It was more than they had ever had. We gave them, um, you know, they had a uh, fire burning stove in there. Um, Long story short, like I was so transformed by being there and being able to honor my brother um, by helping this family. And um, so I've been going to Puerto Rico ever since, because we've been going to the same community there um, since the hurricane, like six plus years ago. And we go back to the same community and work on different houses. And and you actually brought up, you're like, hey, uh, you know, if you ever, you ever need somebody else to go. I'm
1: yeah, like, I can swing a hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And I'm like, you know how to cut wood. You're going to be our, right, you aren't right. going to be our wood guy. We're just going to have you set up in a corner with a big miter saw, which is really my favorite job. Too. And we're just going to give you. Like measurements, yeah. And just let you hit it. And I think we're gonna have the most square corners at our job site this year that we've ever had. But I'm excited to be doing that with you. We're gonna do that at the end of January. And um, I think you're gonna you're
1: gonna get a lot from it. Yeah. I can't wait. I mean selfishly, I love that we get to go do this. Yeah. Like, you know, give back. Cause again, it's the feeling you can't buy and it's awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, and I wanna the one thing I was thinking about when I was, you know, thinking about and you know, my house is a little bit, uh, like you say, you like to wear the American flag. I I was looking around my house. I'm like, God, I've got a lot of American flag. Yeah. Like I'm, you know, I'm red, white, white, and blued up. Yeah. Um, and you know, because I love what the American flag represents and, and it, and it's represents something to me. Um, and I wondered like, you know, in 2015, you start this company and you're, it's kind of like, you're in the midst of it when the flag almost becomes the symbol of division in this yeah. country. Yeah. And what did you feel during that time? You know?
1: Yeah, oh, it's a good point. I mean, you're absolutely right. Like the fact that we're veterans and then there's a flag, you're kind of already lumped into this bucket. Yeah. And as a company, we try to just stay like right down the middle. We try not to get like, we're trying to be bipartisan, not of try to course. get into like any of that. There's, of there's so much of that going on, especially now. Like, yeah, I want to deal with that. Yeah. We're just, we're a cool mission based company. This is what we do. These are the things we make. Right. And so it's tough because you get, you get a lot of hate out there. Right. Yeah. And, and you don't want to read the comments sometimes. And again, at the end of the day, like we're not doing anything bad. Like, if anything, we're trying to promote patriotism. And so that all happens, COVID happens. And as you said, like, what else can we start doing? It's like, my daughters are sitting at home. They're not going to school. You start talking about isolation and not being around kids, right? And it's like, what are you guys doing for like art? And they're like, nothing. And I'm like, your dad owns a wooden manufacturing company. We should like figure out something cool for you to do. And so we came up with this like kid's kit so it was like, build your own flag. Everything comes with it. Sandpaper, glue, put it together. But we like wanted to not just make it like a quick activity. Like we want to pass, you know, let's pass freedom on to the next generation. Like Pledge of Allegiance doesn't get said in a lot of schools. What is going on in the world we live in, right? The world's on fire. COVID happens. Like I tell people if, if a spaceship landed in my cul-de-sac, it wouldn't even be weird at this moment, right? Like <laughs> it's just like the world we live in. Yeah. And so we make this activity for kids. It's like an educational kit and it thrives during COVID. Yeah. And it was a testament to not only like our, but our supporters of our company.
0: You sent one to Travis and I remember we sat at the kitchen table and he made his own little wooden American flag. It was, it was genius. It was a
1: hundred percent. And it's like so obvious now. And we've sold tens of thousands of these things and it's awesome. Right. Like at the end of the day, like, and we're working with schools and trying to get them in there and like people are wanting to sponsor classrooms. And it's really cool. Yeah. But like being able to like sit down with my kids. And then they'd ask me questions or like, what about uncle Billy? And what did he do in the army? Or like, what did Tammy do? Like, what did aunt Tammy do? So like, it was another way to like, obviously connect with them when it wasn't an activity that we actually would always talk about. Right. Right. Cause like, it's still a sensitive, like my brother and I were best friends growing up. We grew apart after my sister passed a little bit and it's still like a weird thing for us to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was a little bit more closure. So like looping it all back, like, COVID, making the flag kits. And, and like, like you said, manufacturing, although manufacturing was an advantage to us at the time, because we didn't have supplies sitting off the coast right. in a, you know, in a ship, a shipping container. Yeah. And so all of our stuff is sourced in America, made in America. We, you know, we support 20 other small businesses just from our boxes to our tape, like sandpaper, all sandpaper is made in Pennsylvania. Our boxes are made in Maryland. So like, it all supports other businesses. Right. And so it's not just like, like you said, it's not the four dollar item on Amazon. Cause then you start thinking about it, that's really hard to do. Yeah. And there's just zero chance you can make some of those things at that price. Yeah. So, but yeah, but sorry, long story long, back to the whole division thing. It is tough. And it's like, okay, well, I think the people that support us understand what we're doing and just like leave the noise out of there. Like if you want to, you want to be that guy, that troll or whatever go do it. Cause I'm not going to entertain that.
0: I, you know, it became this like weird thing where it was like, you know, you started to, for me, it was like, I never felt like the American flag was a symbol of anything, but again, like this great country
1: and, and you think of like the Olympics. Right. Well, patriotism, like you said, 12th. Like that's the one thing I always say. Does everyone remember September 12th? Yeah. It was like, the most patriotic unified day ever. And I was telling my daughters this the other day and I'm there like, what do you mean, I'm like, oh, nobody was throwing hate shade. It was all like USA, we're all together, sporting events, like you remember.
0: I mean, I talk about that. I I said that at, I've been at three of our 85 Heroes runs this month so far and everyone I've gotten up at, I'm like, you know, we made that commitment 22 years ago to never forget, right? But like we also like you have to think about on September 11th we were never going to forget. On September 12th, like yeah, where absolutely. we who we were as a country, and for and you know, and it wasn't just September 12th, sure, it, you, know, 100%, you know, but right. like that that moment in time is is something I think about so much. Like I don't know how we possibly get back there. You know, you just certainly don't want another nine no, right. eleven happen to sure. get us back to that place. But like for that one moment in time, like you've never felt such connection as as a country, as a yeah. society,
1: you know? And um I know. And and we strive to do that, right? Like we try to do more. We did our own little version of that on 9-11. We did a little 9.11 mile ruck where we were like, you know what? Start at a Gold Star Memorial in uh, Lovettsville, Virginia. A friend of our owns the property and had one put in uh, with Woody Williams at the time. Yeah. And and so we're like, you know what? Let's just get some people involved. So we got, there was only like 30 or 40 of us, right? We did, we wanted to do like grassroots this year because yeah. like next year we're like, maybe we can do like a TMF event, but like, let's let's like work through the problems sure. for now. And so we just... Blast it out! We get a local rucking club, like the Loudon County Rucking Club, and Greg comes that runs it, and he's all like a go ruck guy, right? So he's all in like Sandlot app and doing all these things. So like, I'm like, hey man, can you come help us like do this? And like we put it together and we go and do it, and we have ten kids with little backpacks on. That's awesome! And I'm like, this was such a cool thing, and it just made me like the community being together. We're all doing it for the right reason. And it was so, it was, it was something that I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting to get that out of it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, how can we keep doing this?
0: Yeah. Well, and I think about that too. I think like the way you do find that, that connection to that feeling on September, September September 12th is through like community. Right? It's right. through like finding those little pockets of communities all
1: throughout the country. And, and doing something physically exerting that's yeah. like for some people is very challenging. Yeah. And for others is not. But like you're still, you know, like they say that you're in the suck together. Yeah. Right. But like you're, that's how we met on a 9 11 run. We right? were in the suck together. Everybody's sweaty, running, like tired, whatever. But like we're like, we're doing this. This is for a greater cause. We have the flag of honor 100%. Yeah. And so, yeah. The hate and the division is tough. And, and again, I've I've look, I I raised my hand twice to serve my country, Um, one when there was a Democrat in office and one when there's a Republican in office. I didn't think twice about it when I raised my hand. I didn't care. I wanted to serve my country. And so having to meet, you know, getting an opportunity to meet three presidents, um, of course, it's amazing. When I got, I got invited to the Oval Office to meet President Trump, of course, we were going to go. And we got hate from that. We're not supporting your company anymore because you were in the Oval Office. I'm like, I was, I was there asked because we were part of a, you know, the Small Business Council, and we were there to talk about the small business tax reform, yeah. right? And so, I went because it was an opportunity to meet our president. It didn't matter to me. I wanted to meet our president, right. and I wanted my family to be there and meet the Commander in Chief. And we still got hate from that for no other reason than like that's why we were there, right? And we still got like lumped into this bucket of just hatred. And it was very eye opening for me. It was very sad to see, but that's the world we live in now.
0: Yeah. But I think you do a great job of trying to combat some of that. You make a great product. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's one you should be proud of. We're proud of uh, our partnership mm-hmm. with you. And, um, you know, I mean, listen, from starting in an RV. Uh, in 2017 yeah. to, you know, we're going to be uh, ripping off uh, plywood walls <laughs> right. in uh, right. in Puerto Rico in January. Um, and everything that we've done together in between, you know, I think it's about finding people that you can connect with yeah. and that you can, you know, try to do good with. And I think that's what we've been able to do with you guys at Flags of Valor.
1: Yeah. And I mean, we we believe in what you guys are doing so much, right? And we get an opportunity to raise you know, some significant money on our end, we think, to like, you know, for our annual golf tournament or whatever that we're doing. But, you know, I wanted to tell you today that like our company is going to commit to giving you guys percentage of every product that we sell across the board to TMF. Like you heard it here first, people, (laughs) because we believe in that. And like we just we've been talking about it and we we do it in our own ways. But like we're committed. It's like everything you buy off of our website will support what you guys are trying to do here at TMF and doing a very good job of it. And if that can help you grow in any little way or, com- you know, contribute to any of the programs, it just makes me go back to that email. And and I was already deciding to do this at the time, right? Chris and I talked about it last night. And I'm like, can I just tell Ryan this on the podcast? Like, <laughs> will it help. And like, but um, no, we believe it. And like, and, and I think, you know, the people that support our company understand that and and if we can do that together and it's, it's the right thing to do and we want to do it. So we're committed to doing that.
0: Well, Brian, that's amazing news. Yeah, thank you. Of course. Go get your flags right now. Get online, flagsofballor.com. Right. Um, thank you. That's of course. awesome. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's let's uh let's close it out uh with uh the last question that I ask everybody on okay. the resi- Do you know what that question is?
1: Well, I've listened to three or four podcasts, okay, but I'm not hundred percent sure what the question
0: is. Okay. Well, the last question I ask everyone is what does living a resilient life look okay. like for you?
1: Um I think I'm going to do
0: a compilation too. Right, you Why should, you think like cut them all I was up. like you know what would be cool is if we grab because I've literally uh, you're like guest 70 something right oh, 72. Wow. So we've got 72 people at answering the question what does living a resilient life look like for
1: you? I think living a resilient life for me is the ability to I mean as cliche as it is to adapt and overcome mm-hmm. right? but to really like emotional growth, learn from like mistakes and like life's hard, as you know, like life is very hard. It's hard to be a human being on this planet. It's hard (laughs) to be a father. It's hard to be a husband, you know, a business owner, a friend, like just a normal member of society is hard. And you are used to fastballs all day long. There's a fastball pitcher. I've got this life figured out. And then a curve comes and you are like, where did that come from? Right. And then how do I deal with that? Yeah. And I think for me, obviously I grew up a military brat. I was the new kid in class nine times. I went to four high schools in four years. Oh, Brian, you're going to, it's great for you. You know how to be the new. No, it's hard, but that is hard. Yeah. It is not easy to do.
0: I mean, but let, okay. Let's talk about that for a quick sec because I, I, I went to the same, well, I went to two high schools, but like. Same, same here. Right. So like yeah. every two years I moved, I hated it. Like I, and I used to hear people be like, well, first of all, I was in that world. So like everybody was moving. Cause we would live on oh, base yeah, so and like, yeah. yeah. But when I finally, when my dad left active duty and we moved to Pennsylvania, I was so envious and I still am of the people who are like, Oh, me and Jen, we've been friends since
1: kindergarten. Like, I never had that. I tell that to people all the time. Like, I have zero friends from childhood. Yeah. Like, you're like, what? I'm like, zero. Like, Krista is my oldest friend
0: and I met her in high school. Like, and, and I think about like, you know, but you have to think too, like, I have learned and I imagine you have like, to be very adaptable to change
1: you're resilient. Like yeah. we, we we've, yeah, we've grown thick skin, but learn from all these things. So
0: I'm adaptable to change, but I hate change. Yeah. And the same to like I hate change because I think I dealt with so much of it when I was younger that today I don't like change. Yeah. I like, agree more. I'm like, I want things where I almost like don't change things when I probably should sometimes, if that's, yeah, yeah, that you makes know? Sense. So, all right. Sorry. I had to go off. On no, I tangent. think, yeah,
1: I think. All right. Continue going. Cause you were given a good answer and I cut you off. I just, like I said, I just think it's, you know, the whole hard times make hard strong men yeah. and that yeah. that whole that. And, and again, you know, adapting and just, and again, life is hard and you're going to get that you're never going to figure it out and it's not going to be easy. And it's like really learning from that, learning from your mistakes and like, how do you just navigate this crazy world and, and do the best job you can? And, and, and the best job you can is the best job you can do. Yeah. So that's like that's what I think.
0: Brian, thanks so much.
1: Thank you for having me. Yes.
0: And, uh, you know, not to, now that uh, I know we're getting <laughs> a percentage of everything. Head yeah. Well, I, I, all kidding aside, yeah. you make great product. We love your business. Thank we you. love everything you do. And um, you can head over to flagsofvalor.com. And check out uh, this this awesome business that sells a lot of great, cool things. Thank you. All right, thanks.